Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hello, children of the Internet. There are curses in this episode, so hand your podcast player back to your parents. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. Nerdette is a show where we talk to your favorite or soon-to-be favorite people. And this week, in honor of her recent new album release, we are going to listen back to one of my favorite interviews ever with Lizzo. Never been in love before. What the fuck are fucking feelings, yo? Once upon a time I was a hoe. I don't even want a hoe no more. Got you something from the liquor store. Little bit of Lizzo and some more. Trying to open up a little more. Sorry if my heart a little slow. Just the most magical human on earth, and everyone should listen to her music all the time. I just have so many feelings about this. So freaking good. That is the title track of Lizzo's new album. It's called Cuz I Love You. This album came out April 19th, and I literally have been listening to nothing else since then. This is probably my favorite track from the album. True story. <laughs> No glory, let's go. Yeah, the old me used to love a Gemini. Like a threesome, fucking with them every night. A lot of two-faced people show me both sides. So I figured out I gotta be my own type. They used to say to get a man, he had to know how to look. They used to say to keep a man, you had to know how to cook. But I'm solo and so hosted, and told you with Malibu. Do you ever have that experience when you like listen to a new album or read a new book or really encounter any piece of art and you're like, oh my God, this is the thing that my life needed. Like this is just the perfect, exciting, celebratory, fun, bright, delightful, a little bit sassy tone that I have been searching for. That's how I feel with this album. I also think one of my greatest life achievements happened earlier this week when I got to tell my therapist about Lizzo. I am so excited to hear what she thinks. So anyway, this interview with Lizzo is from back in 2016 when her EP Coconut Oil came out. So we're going to hear a bunch of songs from that album as well. It is also awesome. And we're going to talk about how Lizzo became Lizzo. Lizzo, welcome. Thanks for coming on Nerdette. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So I want to talk a little bit about your background for people who aren't familiar with you and your work. I feel like you have kind of an interesting origin story in a lot of different ways. When did you first realize that you were going to be a musician? 
Um, I was a writer. I like I would write a lot of stories and yeah, um, like fantasy stories, right? Yeah, I wrote like little. Fa- I loved Lord of the Rings yes. and um, I read a lot of like fantasy, like Sarah J. Maas uh-huh. um, novels and. I was so into like the dragons and the the, the magic. <laughs> I so I, I would write dragons. I wrote a story about dragons too. There you go. <laughs> I wrote a story about a phoenix. Nice. <laughs> I was such a nerd. Um, <laughs> and so I would write for a long time, and then I started playing the flute in the fifth grade. Fifth grade. But before that, I was writing like little little pop songs, a la Spice Girls. <laughs> I was in this group called Peace, Love, and Joy. Aww. Yeah, I was peace. My friend was love, and my other friend um, Pips was joy. And we were like, "Hey, we were like Spice Girls." So we wrote like little corny songs. That's amazing. But I always kind of gravitated towards music. But playing the flute and being a competitive flute flautist, flutist. You know what? Somebody Fluter? needs to somebody needs to come in and debunk this because I always call myself a flautist. Yeah, I think that and, is the term. Technically. But somebody. You know, drunk talk. And somebody was like, my mom is in the Philharmonic. And she says it's flutist. (laughs) And I was like, but all these years I've been saying flutist. Tomato, tomato. Somebody, (laughs) if you're listening, clear this up for us. Because I've been playing the flute forever and I still say flutist. So if that's the hood way of saying it. (laughs) I think you should just say fluter. Just go for it. I'm a flute player. (laughs) (laughs) You play the flute. And you actually play the flute in one of your songs on your new EP. I do. Which was so great. It was hilarious. To I was like, I knew just enough about you with the flute. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I bet that's her. Mm-hmm. And then it was so fun to be at your concert last night and have you be like, yo, let's all just take a minute and appreciate this gospel flute that's I sure right did. Now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so happy. I always wonder how people react to that because it's such like a quiet moment in the set. And then that flute comes in and people are just like, yeah. So when did you start rapping? I started rapping. It was pretty early too, right? Oh yeah. I was writing like little raps for girl groups for a while, but I I didn't rap. I was like, this is going to be for her. Like, Oh, interesting. I was writing raps for my friends. And at one point... I was, like, listening to freestyles on the radio because in Houston, every, like, Sunday night, they would do, like, chop and screw music and, like, all the freestyle, like, little flip with freestyle. And I remember being like, that's so cool. Like, I want to be able to freestyle. And the summer of seventh grade, me and my girls, we started this crew called the Cornrow Click. And um, (laughs) we all had cornrows. (laughs) We all had cornrows. And we all had different color cornrows. Like, there was green cornrows and pink cornrows. Yes. red, white. <laughs> and um, we were inspired by Crime Mob, Nutka Few Puck, which is <laughs> now what kids refer to as the Juju Challenge. <laughs> and um, Diamond and Princess were like so cool to us because they were just like rapping better than the boys. And yes. Yeah, we Nucky and Bucky and ready to fight. How about y'all? I'm going to throw them things. I want to express something twice. So we had a song called It Don't Matter Though. 
And it was in the style of Diamond and Princess from Crime Mob. And I started rapping then, but I had... Oh, my God, I have the song, and oh, my God, it's so ratchet. Like, my rap voice when I was younger was so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I was—we had skits and interludes and outros, (laughs) and I'd sound like myself, but I just sound like— such a hood rat. That's amazing. <laughs> such a hood rat. So, so it's always been girl power for you. Like, always, that's always been a part of like the agenda, kind of. It's crazy. I've naturally just gravitated to strong women and and mostly trios or quad quads quartets <laughs> quartets or quadriceptuplets. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I have my mother and my sister. My brother, my brother is like my best friend. So mm-hmm. I was always cool with like. Boys, like, dudes. I I could get along with dudes. Yeah, me and dudes <laughs> I got a are bro. friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I would always kind of move in packs of women, and um, like I said, peace, love, and joy was all female. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> it's so cool. funny to refer to them. I was in the third grade, all and female. I was like my two like Vietnamese best friends. <laughs> but like, peace, love, and joy, and then initials was a group of four of us, and. MZ Juicy was me and my best friend at the time. Like, we were a rap duo, me and her. I just always rode in crews. And I remember being in college, and I had a friend who rapped, and I had this other friend. Her name was Kitty. She was, like, a model. And it was, like, another girl who I wanted to be a DJ. I was like, you should be a DJ, and you should be a photographer. I wanted, like, a crew, yeah, you know, of women who, like, Ugh. all just, like, did it. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. We were super young, and whatever we lived life but I looked up and realized that that crew that I was trying to manifest in college was all around me it was different people but it still happened and I and we all got to sit back and reflect and it it is a beautiful thing like I've always wanted this and it's it's tight to look up and see your dreams kind of happen that it's is crazy. really cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So there was this moment last night at the show right before I'm in love with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in love with myself. Where uh, all you had to do was like I'm say the name of that song. Myself. Like you literally just say, I'm in love with myself. And this crowd just goes fucking insane. Kissing on my mirror, staring in my eyes, appreciating every curve and crevice, smack my thighs. And I was just wondering, like, what is it like to be able to stand on a stage and say that you love yourself and have that many people just lose their minds cheering for you? It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling because I feel like it's not just me saying I'm in love with myself. It's the crowd being like, I love myself, too. Yeah. You know, I do think that there's this double edged sword in the industry where if I wear a leotard, if I show my legs and I say I'm in love with myself, I'm body positive or feminist or free another artist say like ariana grande or like Nicki minaj does the same thing people will say oh she's scantily clad or do you know what i'm saying like she's trying to use sex to get ahead Mm -hmm. and i think that's really unfair and i think yeah because i'm you know fat and black and happy like (laughs) they're like oh my god you know she loves herself and that's oh she's so brave right right i'm like I'm not any more brave than Ariana Grande. I'm not any more brave than Beyonce knows. I'm not any more brave than any of these other women who are out here, you know, doing the same thing and loving themselves. But these terms like body positive and dare to be beautiful, they really shouldn't exist. Like we shouldn't dare to be beautiful. beautiful. It shouldn't be brave for a girl who's over, you know, a size six to be wearing a bikini. 
that's not brave. She's just a bad bitch, you know? <laughs> and I think that, like, you know, we have a long way to go. And obviously, I'm taking advantage of the fact that, you know, you don't really see women like me. So I'm <laughs> going to be the only one you see <laughs> like me. But at the same time, I wish that there were more women and I wish that it was more acceptable. And I wish that women who were smaller and women who are super, super famous and beautiful could do what I'm doing and not get the backlash. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm out here trying to shatter this fucking glass ceiling. <laughs> Just like the rest of these women. So <laughs> it does feel good to be on stage and say I love myself and have everybody go crazy. And at the end of the night, I hope everyone's going home and looking in the mirror and feeling themselves. Because I know I am. Back with more music from Lizzo in like two seconds. Not literally two seconds, figuratively two seconds. Worship me. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast crew, and author Viet Tanwen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. It seems like you like to do all the things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to that extent, it's like she's doing whatever she wants and she's doing it really well and she's owning it. Which is so cool to see, you know. Thank you. I was nervous because I was like, is this a lot of genres like on deep? Right. That's like a West African. That's like like two Nigerian (laughs) twins. Uh, Christian Rich made the beat and then I wrote the song with a West African dude Jean-Baptiste and I was like yo I don't even understand this rhythm but I want to do this song yeah. so bad And I was nervous. I was like, yo, I have all these different styles. Like, I asked my executive producer, I was like, do you think that I need to, like, pick one? And he was like, no, because your voice is kind of the thing that marries all of the genres. And I I was like, well, that's a huge compliment. But the more coconut oil starts to do better, the more people tell me that they're like... I just vibe the whole time. Because then we got a song like Excuse Me. Yeah, totally. That breaks down into like damn near trap. Look up in the mirror. Oh my God, it's me. So much pride on me. I'm a prodigy. I'm going to do my thing. No apology. Coconut rolls in my skin regime. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are all over the place, but um, my voice, I guess, is the thing that is the glue yeah. that holds all these genres together. So I'm just going to keep on doing it. Excuse me while I feel myself.
deeper than, what's deeper than the darkest best kept secret beneath the surface we can. So I want to talk to you a little bit about my skin because I think it's a really important song and I really love the backstory to it. Will you tell me what inspired my skin? I will tell you. <laughs> I was um, in New York and I had an interview with Style Like You's What's Underneath Project. And it is an interview where you sit on a stool and you take off an article of clothing and you talk about your body and your your experience with your body. And, and this is like a body positive, sort super of like body everybody's positive. different kind yes. of situation. And many, many women have done it. There was women who had albinism have done it. There's women with many, many tattoos have done it. There were, a pregnant woman did it, you know, big, small women who've dealt with body dysmorphia. And so they asked me to do it. I came in and I was like underprepared. I didn't even think about what I was going to say, like, it was one of those things where I checked the email and was like, okay, sure, <laughs> you know, I skimmed through emails. I'm the worst. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm the worst. I skimmed through it and it was like, interviews, style, clothes. And I was like, like, okay. Cool. <laughs> so I get in there, I'm taking my clothes off and they ask me, what's the favorite, my favorite thing about myself? And I couldn't tell them because I didn't know. And I, no one had ever asked me that. And I just felt like off. And I was like, my personality. <laughs> right, right. And they're like, yeah, your personality's great or whatever, but, like, your body. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. And I had recently, at the time, I was rope swinging into a, a river in the Mississippi River, and I fell oh, off yeah. a cliff, like, off the cliff, and I didn't land in the water. <laughs> and I banged my skin up really bad, like, scratched my knee up, scratched my arms up. It was really bad. Broke my Oof. toe. And my friend, it was right before I went on tour, and my friend, he was like, look what you did to your skin. Like, are you stupid? And the way he talked about my skin was as if it was so precious. And as I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? After getting scraped up like that, it made me appreciate my skin. I love my skin. <laughs> I've never answered that question, and I can answer it today. And I realized how loaded that is, where I'm like, yeah, my skin is nice, you know, it's soft and clear, and I get complimented on it a lot, but my skin is also dark brown, and my skin is also the reason, you know, why a lot of young boys were murdered for no reason, a lot of young women were murdered for no reason, you know, and um, how loaded that can be in America that your favorite thing about you is the thing that identifies you and in a negative way to a lot of people. And I wanted people to know how I felt who didn't look like me. I wanted people who did not have the same skin coloring as me or did not have the same gender as me or did not have the same beliefs as me to sing a song with me and to feel like one with me. And my skin was was that. I was freestyling in the booth and there was this picture of these women and they were dark brown and they had baskets on their head and mm. with a river and <laughs> the producer got it from um I think he got it from like Nigeria or somewhere but I was like going off of that I was like it's deeper than the river deeper than the darkest best you know 
and it just happened. So that's what it that's that's what my skin is all about. And every night when I perform the song, I, I just want to remind people that no matter what your skin looks like, you know, the texture or the color, how much you've stretched it out or how tight it is or how old or young it is, we all have skin and we all wake up in our skin. And once we realize that there isn't that much difference between all of us and that all of our struggles that, you know, like Black Lives Matter or, you know, gay rights or, you know, Muslim rights or... Right. There's such silos. Yeah. Like they've been set up to be so separate and like we can't fight for each other. Totally. And I think that division is a tool for the... Um, I was going to say the patriarchy. <laughs> Dude, the patriarchy totally the wins in that equation. Totally. Yes. Like like it, it is. It's segregation. Like the oppressor uses segregation as a tool time and time again. And I really, really think that there isn't a better time... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go in on Donald Trump. But having a president like that, you know, is is going to show all of us that our struggles aren't that different mm-hmm. from each other. Well, it has to show us that if we're going to make moves, right? Totally. And like, you know, white boys, <laughs> you struggling too. You ain't, a, you ain't a millionaire. Donald Trump will fire you, okay? So come on and join the hustle, baby. Don't feel left out. <laughs> I do my hair. Obviously, if you don't get it by now, your homework is to listen to Lizzo's new album, Cuz I Love You, like a million, billion, gazillion times. I like almost got in a fight with my mom earlier this week because she hadn't listened to it yet. And I kept telling her that she needed to. And I found it very upsetting that she was not making the time. And she finally did yesterday and told me she had to read all the lyrics along with listening because they're all just so freaking good. And then she did this thing where she was like, well, I really liked Juice and I really liked To the Tempo and I really liked Better in Color. And I also really liked that song, Like a Girl. And it just delighted me that she couldn't pick a favorite song either because they're just all that goddamn good. It's funny, too, because the first time I listened to it, there's this one line in Like a Girl, the only exes I care about are in my fucking chromosomes. That, like, I knew my biology major mother would just love. And that was the one line that she mentioned to me, which also made me very happy. So there are a million reasons why you should listen to Lizzo. Just go fucking do it already. But also, I don't know if you noticed, but Lizzo kind of gave us some homework. If you're listening... Clear this up for us, because I've been playing the flu forever, and I still say flautis. So we decided to demand that our producer, Justin, find an answer. Hello? Hi, Darlene. Oh, yes. Can I just ask you to introduce yourself real quick? Uh, Yeah, my name is Darlene Drew, and I am a professional flu player. (laughs) Okay, so what do you call yourself? Uh, I, I'm chuckling because uh, if I had a nickel for every time I've been asked if it's flutist or flautist, I could retire. Flutist actually has an older history in English going all the way back to 1600 or so, while flautist didn't enter English until the 19th century. I call myself a flutist. Why is that? 
Well, I play the flute. <laughs> well, I usually go by flutist, but um, both are definitely used. The million-dollar question mm-hmm. for flutist. Um, well, I guess I just kind of gave myself away by saying flutist. I usually abstain by saying flute player. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Do any of your colleagues call themselves flautists? They do not. Okay. I don't know anyone who plays the flute who calls him or herself a flautist. Uh, what about fluter? You ever heard that? Oh, nope. No. Don't know that one. Okay. Well, both are acceptable, but flautist actually comes from the Italian word, which is flautista, based okay. on the Italian word for flute, flauto. I can't imagine any flutist um, being insulted if they're asked this question. Okay, okay good. <laughs> yeah. Well, good, because I'm just asking flutists this question. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for your interest in the flute. Oh, okay, yeah, I love flutes. Okay. All right. All right, thanks for calling back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. The show is produced by me, Greta Johnson, along with Justin Bull. Our co-creator is Trisha Bobita, and our executive producer is Brendan Banizak. Nerdette is supported in part by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public understanding of science and technology in the modern world. We have literally hundreds of other Nerdette episodes that I bet you would love, like Dessa, who is also a pretty awesome Minnesota rapper. You can find those episodes on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we have a newsletter. It's pretty fun. I usually put links to something to read, something to eat, and something to watch. Usually there are also Corgi-related items. You can find a sign-up link on our Facebook page. You can just search for Nerdette Podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. Do your homework. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer Podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.